God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. Learn to pray. It's easy and it's so good for your soul. Nobody is perfect. People are going to tell you you're perfect just the way you are. You're not. You are imperfect. You always will be, but there is a powerful force that designed you that way. And if you're willing to accept that, you will have grace. And grace is a gift. And like the freedom that we enjoy in this country, that grace was paid for with somebody else's blood. Do not forget it. Don't take it for granted. God bless you. Please get home safely. Instead of exposing someone, I'm going to do the exact opposite today. Listen to what Mark Wahlberg says in this clip. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to judge you on what religion you believe in. I respect all of them, but I think it's very important the way you go about it. And Mark Wahlberg sets a great example here. You know, it's a, it's a balance. I don't want to jam it down anybody's throat, yeah. but I do not deny my faith. That's, that's an even bigger sin. You know, it's not popular in my uh, industry. But, you know, I cannot deny my faith. It's important for me to share that with people. But I have friends from all walks of life and, and all different types of faiths and religions. So, you know, it's important to respect and honor them as well. Yeah. What does it mean to you, your faith? Oh, it's everything. It really has. It's, it's afforded me so many things. Obviously, you know, God didn't come to save the saints. He came to save the sinners. We've all had things and issues in our lives, and we want to be better versions of ourselves. And through focusing my faith, it's allowed me to do that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene, and you are listening watching The Brett Keene Show. I'm going to be answering some questions by atheists today. One of the questions I've been asked repeatedly since I've been doing YouTube for almost 15 years is, am I scripted? Do I write my stuff down and then talk about it like most YouTubers do? No. I think the most scripted I could probably be accused of is if I'm reading a news article, then obviously I'm reading the news and the information that's off the screen, but all the jokes and all the comments and all the things that I say are completely from here, completely from memory, and so on. Today we're going to talk about questions that atheists have about God. One of the things that I've heard repeatedly is, why did God create evil, or at least why did he allow evil? I actually believe that God created evil. I believe that God um, created everything that exists. The Bible doesn't say God created some things and then other things appeared on their own. It says God created all things. I believe that whenever God created evil, he... That was the consequence, just like pain is the consequence of certain actions. I believe that whenever God created the universe, he created it perfectly. And I don't think that any atheist, if they were to use something called common sense, could argue against this because the way God created things made sure that the consequence of it would be life. 
that the response of what God did with his powers and his ability, not magic, but powers, actually caused, it had caused an effect, and the effect was life, existence. There's a lot of non-believers out there that ask, why is there pain for? If God is perfect, why did he create a world with pain? Well, pain is a part of a process that involves love, it involves misery, it involves it is basically the reaction or the consequence to something that happens. Like one of these days, many of you out there, if you haven't already, you'll find someone that you love. You'll find someone that you care about. You'll also care about family members and your friends or your favorite little puppy dog or kitten. Well, one day your kitten is going to die. One day your little puppy dog is going to die. And the response and the reaction to it will be your stimuli. It will say, I'm not happy with this. You're not meant to be happy about losing your kitten or your puppy dog, though, ladies and gentlemen. You're not meant to be jumping up for joy whenever your mother that you've known for years or father or family member dies. That's a part of the natural process. That's a part of the consequences of existing. I always am fond of seeing atheists say things like, why is it that people even age for? Why did God make us age? Do you notice when you look at the aging process that every single one of us, we all have a fair amount of time on earth? We do. When you compare our age and the time that we exist to that of the universe and all of its majestic uh, beauty, you'll find that every single one of us live like a candle in the wind, like dust. We're here and then we're gone. We have a moment where we can either light up people's lives or we can bring darkness or we can bring more of that evil reaction that I was speaking about earlier. So God You've probably heard non-believers say, why did God create something that has so many problems for us, so many issues? Well, if you don't mind, I would like to give an analogy, kind of like whenever you're looking at something that has been invented or created. There are people out there where they create inventions and they create televisions and the very things that we enjoy. They also create automobiles. Now, it is not meant, and it was never meant or a part of its function in the first place for a car to last forever. When we buy a car, we already know that the car was designed to be able to get us to where we got to go. But we also know upon buying the vehicle that we may have issues down the road, that it's going to have, it's going to need to be able to be fixed. But just the fact that you can take a car and then be able to fix it in the first place, that the universe is set up in such a way where things can be fixed or things can be reconnected and all this, shows you that it's a very functional and perfect automobile. Now, I know that some people are going to say, how can it be perfect if it breaks down? Because it can be fixed. It's not something that once it's broken, it cannot be fixed anymore, unless you go out of your way to blow it up or absolutely go against what the whole 
the point of having a vehicle is or a television set. Sure, if you take a baseball bat to a television set and smash it into little pieces, it will become unrepairable. It'll be unfixable. And that's the same way it is with love, isn't it? If you don't nurture love, if you don't show kindness and mercy, then kindness and mercy will not be given back to you. If you are full of hate, then the reaction and the response will, you'll get hate back. If you hurt someone or you hurt something, then the reaction is that pain and suffering and misery will come back on you. And the Bible's very clear about this. When God said he was creating things, whenever God was putting things into play, he said there's going to be consequences. He didn't say whenever he was creating us that we get to live forever in this realm. He says that once you are broken beyond being repaired on this earth, it's called death. Your life ends. However, you have the opportunity to join the manufacturer, the creator, wherever he may reside. To me, it's a perfect system. You live out a biological, organic existence. You get to exist in a plane where you get to feel, you get to love, you get to experience joy. Now, if you choose while you're in that existence that you want to put yourself in a position where you're going to get hurt or you're going to suffer, that's a part of the entire rule system that God set out. It's perfect. Even pain itself, even death. I wonder to myself why it is that atheists, whenever they say, why don't we get to live longer? Why don't we get to do this? Why... Why is it that it seems like every human being on the planet has a biological clock? Most of us, we might get to live up to be 60 years old. We all know that our time limit is usually 99% of the time we may make it to where we're 100 years old. But there's a good chance that we can die in between. It's like a spectrum from zero to 100. That's the set time. Doesn't anybody find that interesting, though? Has anybody ever really sat back and thought about that? That something in the universe set up our time frame where it said you get to live from zero to this. And then one day it's just simply going to stop. The, your function and your ability is going to end. You will not be experiencing joy, love, or pain or anything. God basically offers us an escape. Believe it or not, whenever you're a young person and you're faced with death or pain, what do you think about? You think, man, I wish I could live longer. Why is it that my time is so short? When people get older... They start getting comfortable with the idea that death is coming. Sure, there's going to be a little bit of anxiety. There's going to be fear. But as you watch the people that you love and you care about disappear, as you start watching all your friends be buried and all your family, you're going to be more accepting of the idea of, okay, this is the natural process of things. And you'll even get to a point, some people will get to a point where you'll say, this is a part of life, and I'm going to die. Luckily for Christians, though, from a Christian perspective, when you get ready to die, 
you'll be able to say to yourself, well, where I'm going, I'll be able to see my wife. I will one day be able to see my mother. I will be able to see my father. I'll be able to see my family members and all this. For an atheist, though, there's absolutely nothing. Their belief system and their way of life leads to nothing. One of the sad things about being an atheist, and I know what it's like because I used to be one, is that you realize that no matter what you perceive yourself doing, like if you tell yourself during the day that what I'm doing is a good thing and what I'm doing is moral, it doesn't really matter because if there is no God or there isn't some kind of outside external source to say anything otherwise, then you're basically, you're telling yourself a bunch of stuff, almost like that of you're deluding yourself. And then sooner or later, you'll be gone out of this world. You'll be forgotten and everything that you ever did won't even matter. I still, to this day, I've yet to hear an atheist explain to me why they should bother doing anything good whatsoever, or at least that they perceive morally good or charitable, if all of it's going to be gone in the first place. And they'll say, well, see, you need a God and you need a reward system. Well, that's the way humans work, ladies and gentlemen. If we work, if we do a job, we expect to get paid. If we work, if we suffer, if we struggle, if we fight, we expect that we want something at the end of the day, right? What kind of idiot busts his ass and does a bunch of shit and doesn't expect to get anything? Atheists act like that's some kind of... Uh, detriment to Christians or Muslims or people who believe in the afterlife. Oh, you, you just don't want to die. Well, guess what? No human being wants to die. And if you're offered the opportunity, if a super advanced entity tells you that you have the opportunity to be able to exist beyond this realm. And it also says, says in the next realm, you won't have the same physical body that you did before. You won't suffer from war. You won't suffer pain. You won't die anymore. Why wouldn't you take it? Isn't that common sense? If somebody offers you delicious candy and says, all you have to do is just simply believe in me and the candy that I give you, why wouldn't you take it unless you've unless you're an asshole or something i mean let's face it ladies and gentlemen in the real world you're not going to be able to get anybody to do anything good or decent unless they're going to get something out of it even inventors even scientists they don't just go into a lab without getting paid they need money they need to be able to be rewarded for the the good things that they do. I've heard atheists say things like, oh, so you're, you can only be moral if, if the Bible tells you to, if you have a Bible and you, your belief in God, it's the only thing that's keeping you from being an asshole. Well, there's some truth to that. When you look at non-believers historically, you see that they didn't base their morality on the Bible, and they didn't base their morality on God. They didn't base their morality on anything else but their selfish greed, and we ended up getting millions of people dead in the world, didn't we?
So if you want to say that people require or depend on some literature or information or the laws of the land in order to be able to be moral, I've got no problem with that. I'd probably argue with you, even with all the laws of the Bible and all the laws of the land, people like yourself continue to fuck up anyway. You don't seem to care about the laws. You don't seem to care about morality. You seem to think that whatever benefits you the most um, is how to live life. So sure, I can point at the Bible. I can point at God. I can point at the laws of the land on why it is that I behave myself. I can point at my parents. I can point at my family. I can point at my friends who've told me and explained to me what is perceived as good and what is perceived as bad. And you, on the other hand, you say, oh, well, if you need things in order to tell you, well, of course we do. I didn't just wake up as a baby one day and all of a sudden inherently know every fucking thing. Neither did you. We all have to be taught how to behave. We all have to be taught how to act. We all have to be told what the laws are before you go get a permit or a driver's license, which my daughter recently got. She had to sit down and actually read the rules on how to be able to get on the road. Well, that's how God is. God basically puts you here. You get to figure out what life is about. You find out almost immediately when you get here and you're aware of what's happening, that there's rules, there's things that you have to do. You'll also discover that God not only gave you the ability to feel fucking insurmountable amount of pain, but God also created the universe in such a really specific way that you'll also be able to feel unbelievable amounts of joy and peace and happiness. You'll be able to feel love. And isn't that really neat how it all balances out, doesn't it? If you continue to treat your loved ones good, then you continue to get good and love back. If you show hatred or animosity towards other people, then you receive it back. It's a give and take type of existence. If you don't want to suffer, then don't put yourself in positions where you'll suffer. You get a lot of these prostitutes and these hookers and whores out here. They wonder why it is that their lives are so fucking hard. They're putting themselves out in the street. They're standing out in the cold and they're waiting for a John to come along. And then they wonder why they get cut up or why they get beat up or why the bad things happen to them. A man will go out with a woman that he knows has been with many men and women and all this kind of stuff. Knows that the person that they're in a relationship with is promiscuous not loyal, doesn't have any consideration for other people's feeling. And then at the end of the day, when their fucking heart is broken, they have the audacity to go, what the fuck just happened to me? Why did this happen? The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, if we were to really be adults and think about where pain and suffering comes from, pain and suffering can be easily the responsibility of all of humanity. 98% of the pain that goes on in this world is the pain that we inflict on each other. We do a lot of, we put a lot of chemicals into our food. We put a lot of chemicals into our medicine. And then whenever we eat all these foods and bad things for us, we tend to get fat. 
we tend to get sick. We have a lot of problems happen with our body, and what affects our body can eventually start affecting the chemicals that are in our brain. This is the consequence of doing these kind of things. A lot of us out there have gotten to the point where we just like to whine and bitch and cry all day. Why am I fat? Because you ate too much. Why, why did I get beat up by these people? Because you decided to join a gang. Why is it that I, you know, this happened and this happened? Well, you decided to be an idiot and you put yourself in a position. And unfortunately, we put ourselves into a lot of positions and we know damn well something's going to go wrong, especially whenever we decide that we want to go drive, right? You get in a vehicle and you decide, you know what, fuck the law. I'm going to go ahead and hit the gas. I'm going to hit the pedal to the metal. I'm going to burn rubber down the fucking highway. And the next thing you do is you find yourself in a ditch and you got a dead family member next to you because they didn't bother to have the intelligence to put on a fucking seatbelt and you're wrapped around a fucking steering wheel. And while you're taking your last breath, you're going to actually ask yourself, why the fuck did that happen for? God, whenever he was creating our brain and our mind and all that, he also created this ability called common sense. And unfortunately, a lot of human beings don't use it. And that's the reason why you see so much misery and suffering. We're all a cosmic family living in this Petri dish called Earth. And we have an impact on each other, even when we don't want to be impacted, even when we try to stay away from other people, even when we decide, I don't want to deal with the bullshit that's going on in the world. If you want to get anywhere in life, then you have to get on the, on the road to life and actually dodge the bullshit and you have to learn from it and you have to become more experienced as you go along it's almost like a fucking simulation game in order to be able to figure out how to get better and better and more careful a lot of people get to a point as they get older where they're not as careful anymore they say to themselves eh, i'm so good at what i'm doing now i don't even need to worry about it I stop at the light, I go, I don't even think if some idiot's not paying attention is going to fly through the intersection. Don't even think about whenever I go somewhere, is it possible that someone might rob the place or do this kind of shit? It's a very diverse world, ladies and gentlemen. And I do feel God made us as well as all of humanity perfect. I don't know how many of you believe in the Adam and Eve story. Some of you believe it's symbolic. Some of you believe it's a moral lesson. Others believe it's literal. Well, whether you take it literal or not, what is the story? God puts us here. He creates us from the materials of the earth. I'm always cracking jokes on atheists saying, hey, according to science, you come from rocks, which science actually does say that. But the truth is, is that we all come from rocks. We all come from material we all come from the essence and formula of the earth. It's where God spawned us. The difference between Christians and atheists, see, Christians and Muslims agree, Jews agree on all this, but atheists come along and they say, well, I didn't evolve from uh, the materials of the earth, and then everybody's got to look at them like the retard they are and say, well, where the fuck do you think you came from then? 
even if you don't believe there's a God, you have to believe that you got here some way. I think that whenever God created us, he did create us perfect. He created us and let us know that if you eat from certain trees, there's going to be suffering. If you eat certain type of food or you take certain vegetation advice from that asshole over there, the serpent, um, you're going to suffer. And after that, what more can a God do? He puts you all here and then says, don't eat this. Don't do that. Don't kill people because that sucks. Don't hurt people. Don't lie to people. Be loyal. Don't commit adultery. If you're going to get hooked up with somebody, make sure you truly love them. Make sure you care about them because if you don't, it's going to be one of the most miserable experiences of your fucking existence. See, God wasn't just thinking physical pain and suffering. He was also thinking about your mental and emotional. If you go getting married to people and then your spouse cheats on you, do you know how many people in this world have killed their spouses or their spouse's mistress because they find out and they're like, oh my goodness, it's called a crime of passion, according to these court shows that I watch. How many people have suffered? How many children have suffered due to people not being loyal to each other? And you'll probably ask, okay, so the killing makes sense. The adultery makes sense. Don't lie to people. I get that. All right, check that off. Why any of this other shit, though? What's this about uh, bestiality and homosexuality and all that? I've thought about that as well, ladies and gentlemen, because I've been asked questions about that. And I try to think of it like this. What would happen today if you were to take a, a person who's very feminine looking and put them into a prison. I've been looking into a lot of transgender videos lately about transgenders committing crime and then being put in prison. What would happen if you didn't have the guards and you just had an area where you put all these people and there were some males that actually looked like women in an environment filled with criminals and bad guys? Well, they'd probably get fucked to death is probably what would happen, right? So let's rewind that a couple thousand years. Back when mankind didn't have 911. Back when mankind didn't have mall cops or security or any body that they could rely on or depend on to be able to protect them and their own and their families. Imagine what it would be like being a guy going out into the desert trying to find some food and then you get grabbed up by a bunch of assholes who want to do dirty, nasty things for you and use you for a fucking toilet. Well, you could probably imagine at this point why it is, whether you believe mankind did it or God did it, why somebody sooner or later would write down in a book, don't fuck other people. Don't do this shit. You could imagine, right, if you were... A farmer who was in your home and you heard some noises out in your stable, you go out there and you find some dirty fucking hoosier fucking the hell out of your sheep or your cows or your moose or whatever the hell kind of animal you own, you're going to be pissed. And whether God wrote it down or whether mankind wrote it down, that's one of the interesting things too. Atheists say, well, you know, why do you believe in ancient views for our beliefs? 
There's nothing in the Bible that doesn't coincide with modern-day morality. There's, there's nothing that separates what you read by ancient philosophers and writers from how you can live your life today. The book tells me not to kill. Yeah, it was written thousands of years ago, but it seems like pretty good ideas. That's one thing I've always wondered. So you believe in this ancient book? You believe that you get your morality from that shit? Yeah, because that was my ancestors fucking up, right? That was your ancestors fucking up and going through the experiences of life and writing down basically a manual stating if you do this or this or that, um, you're going to get screwed over. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you read information from the past in order to learn how to live now? So I don't understand that question from atheists. I really don't. How can you, uh, you know, why does the book have all this weird shit in it? Because the human race is weird. Humanity's weird. I need some water. The Bible is a collection of autobiographies, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. It's a collection of people's lives and their impact and experience they had with God and what it was like living their life in those cultures and those time periods. That's what it is. It's literally, if you were to round it off to the highest number, almost 80 books about 80 different families who are existing throughout time talking about their experience with God and what it was like to live during those time periods. And they put a lot of these rules and ideas together because, one, they believed that God gave them the information, and number two, they thought that it would be beneficial for their society to make it. And guess what? They were right. Because they followed these rules and because they reacted to the experience of life like they did, we are here today. Had they did something totally opposite or did something completely different, then some of us may not even be alive today. Some of us may not even be celebrating Christmas or Easter or the beautiful holidays that we have had things not been the way they are. You get a lot of atheists who ask the question, why did shit have to happen this way for? Why did things happen this way? And I asked the question, why did Joseph Stalin kill 20 million people? Why did Adolf Hitler say that Christianity is a disease and then kill a bunch of people? Why did he do that? Well, even though it was a horrible event, even though it was a horrible thing in history, we can look back now and say, oh, we got to watch out for people like that. We don't want people like that in power. We don't want this and this and this to happen. And it's one of the big reasons, isn't it, why politicians want to completely throw history and all this past information out the door or erase it completely. Because remembering our past and remembering our experiences gives us knowledge and power to be able to deal and benefit and contribute to life nowadays from what we've learned. It's shocking whenever I hear an atheist say, what's the point of it all? What's the purpose of it all? Isn't it fucking obvious? Why doesn't God do this? Why doesn't God do that? Why didn't God make everybody good? Well, what does that mean exactly? Make everybody happy, give everything that everybody wants. 
Well, let's let's test that out for a minute. Let's pretend we live in a world where there is no evil, there is no bad, there is no dirty. It's all good. Let's imagine for a moment that you're a guy and you go into a store or you're at your workplace and you see a beautiful woman. You walk up to her and because the world is now everything is good and everything you get your way, you should be able to walk right up to this woman and say, I love you. And then she turns around with ever, never even meeting you or knowing anything about you, just turns around and says, I love you. So you don't have to feel the pain or the rejection anymore. She just simply says, I love you. I care about you. But then what happens if there's 10 other guys who think that that woman is perfect for them? And they all walk up and say, I love you. You see, if you're going to have good, you're going to have to have bad. You have to have rejection. You have to have consequences. People have to have the choices. People have to have the decisions. If the one woman says yes to everybody, it becomes a whole fucking ordeal, doesn't it? <laughs> if she says she loves you and you didn't even work for it, or you didn't even earn it, then we're, at the end of the day, even if you get everything you want, you're not going to feel like you accomplished anything. You're not going to feel the, the ambition and enjoyment of the struggle. And that's one thing about women and men, isn't it? We like the hunt. We like playing the game. We like being able to work and then get what we want. We like it whenever we love someone and we fight for them and we struggle for them. And then we earn their affection and their love and their respect for us. It makes us feel good. It, it puts something in us. If you could just go into a room every single day and grab whatever the fuck you want. Sure, it'd be great for the moment if you were like the person you are now. If you're a greedy fucking person now, sure, you'd be like, yeah, I get to take, take, take whatever the hell I want. But if everybody's all got the same thing, and if everybody looks the same, everybody's beautiful and sounds nice and has everything you could possibly want, then where's the accomplishment? Where's the struggle? Where's the road of life? I think that evil and good balances itself out perfectly in this world. I think that life and death perfectly balances itself. So the next time an atheist tells you, why is there this and why is there that going on in the world? Why must I suffer? <clears throat> Ask them what they've done for others lately. What are they putting out? Because this world is set up and God told us from the beginning, what you put out, you'll get back. What you do to others will come back on you. Some people call it karma. Some people call it reap what you sow. But it always is the same thing. And even if you're an atheist and you don't believe there's a supernatural presence, you could go with the philosophy of, if I'm an asshole, sooner or later I'm going to shit on my own feet. Right? Of course. All right, this was a long, 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 long video. Do you guys like it whenever I'm on camera? Do you guys like it whenever I do these type of videos? And number two, my last question for all of you is this. Well, it's not really a question. It's more of a statement. I'm going to be doing a live show with TTOR. And um, 
we're going to be talking about a lot of different issues and topics and the video itself will be on my radio if you have a a phone or a television or something like that you'll be able to watch it providing that you got the right setup if you don't have all that but you have a stereo system or a car stereo you'd be able to tune into my radio station and listen to us if you want to now usually whenever i do live shows whenever i'm hosting i allow a lot of people to come up and i make my links public if any of you ever want to watch some of my stuff and be involved in it you just go to the front page of my YouTube channel and you'll usually see upcoming events happen. If it's not there yet, it means that I haven't gotten around to putting it up. But if you check from time to time, you'll get a video that you can click reminder on. You'll know when I'm going live, I put the link out in the description or in the comments, and then you can come in providing you have a microphone and hopefully a camera. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got to say. Let's turn this shit off.